Hey, Mama, you are listening to Mama's Mission, and I am Deb, ready to hit you with another episode. Well, that sounds pretty brutal, actually. Give you another episode. That probably sounds a whole lot better. I was super onto it, planned out all my content, and actually had this episode scheduled like a week in advance, feeling pretty good. But the Lord did what He does best, and yesterday I was spending a bit of time with Him, praying and doing something I'm learning to do a whole lot more with Him, and that was listen, and He put on my spirit, hey Deb, something's happening this weekend, and I thought, "Mm, oh that's right, Easter, and He asked me, how am I going to be sharing Easter with my daughter, Kenzie, and I thought, hmm, That's a really good question. I haven't even thought of that. And then he thought, well, hey, if you're actually going to be doing something with her, which I want you to, maybe you should share it with your listeners too. And so I thought, of course, what a a great way. Like, hello, this season coming up is such a super important time to teach our kids, get really intentional about showing our kids Jesus, because that's the whole point of this massive holiday, Easter. So I have come up with an easy, no prep activity to talk to your kids about the meaning of Easter. And I cannot stress this this enough. It is easy. There's no prep involved. Seriously, it is so, so easy. It did not take a whole lot of time. And it really got to the meaning of Easter. Um, Disclaimer though, let's be real. I totally didn't come up with this. I poached it, but more on that soon. So if you're keen to hear about this activity, just keep on listening. Hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb, and I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging. I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat. Kick back and get ready to be inspired. Okay, so after the Lord gave me um, this revelation, I suppose you want to call it, how he wanted me to talk to my daughter about Easter, I did what I do best and I went to Pinterest (laughs) to have a squiz at some activities that I could find that would fit my specific criteria. So these are the three things I had in my criteria. One, the activity had to be about the real meaning of Easter. So it had to be Christ-centered. I didn't want anything about bunnies or chocolate or eggs or whatever. It had to be about Christ. The second criteria I had is it had to be easy with minimal prep. Minimal. I am like a probably a wannabe minimalist. I'm not a minimalist, but when it comes to activities, I'm. I mean, we could do crafts and stuff like that. I don't want to because it's finding the space in my tiny home to fit it. Yeah, that's getting proving to be a bit problematic. But I wanted it to be minimal, no fuss, and believe me, we got that with this activity. And the third criteria I had is it needed to be something that you could do anytime. 
around Easter. So not on a specific day. I didn't want uh, a devotional that you had to do like 10 days before Easter. I didn't want something that you had to do on Easter Monday or whatever. I really wanted something that you could just do off the cuff. So in all honesty, I did this yesterday. I'm filming, filming, recording this on Tuesday to be released on Wednesday. So we totally did this activity yesterday on Monday afternoon after school and it went really well. So the activity I found is called a scavenger hunt and it's from Leanne G. Taylor. I'll leave all of her links in the description because I need to be honest, I totally poached this idea. You know, I stole it and I made it, well, did we make it our own? Not really, you know, we, we just did it. But I just want to be really clear that I got this idea of her, but in all, in all honesty, she got it off focus on the family. So it's we're just all about sharing here. So before the activity, on the way home from school, I asked my daughter what she actually knew about Easter. And she actually surprised me with what she knew. I then discovered that I don't have a Bible scholar as a daughter. She had been focusing on this at school, thus why she had all this knowledge. But anyhow, I was pretty stoked with what she knew. I could have stopped there and gone, okay, well, you've totally focused on this at school, so we don't really need to hash this out again. But that's where I think a lot of parents are getting it wrong these days where they're leaving the biblical instruction for of their kids to church and school or wherever your kids go to school whatever or leaving it to others and not taking the responsibility on themselves so I've got to practice what I preach here people so I was like no no I'm not leaving it to school you know I'm sure we can um, learn something else when she's with me so the activity is a scavenger hunt and it involves finding items around the place. So you could do that prior, so you could plant these items around the place. But as I mentioned, um, I ain't got time for that and I wanted minimal, minimal people. So we did it a different way. All of those items were around the place anyway. My daughter got to use her camera. So for your child, you could let them use the camera on your phone or a camera, whatever. My daughter actually was given a camera a couple of years ago and she doesn't get to use it that much. But when I told her she could use it, she was like ecstatic. And that was the draw card. She was like all over this activity. So I asked her to take her camera around the property and find a few items to take photos of. So those were a rock, two sticks and I asked you to make that into a cross, something black, something red, something white and something green. So she went around the property and this like took five minutes seriously. It did not take long and I did it with her and we took photos of those items. And then what we did is we came inside and with her camera, I asked her to show me the shots that she had taken and we talked about those items and how each of those items related to the Easter story. So bear with before you have a mild heart attack, I am, I'll share the answers with you. <laughs> And I'll share them in the description as well so you don't have to keep going through this episode to find the spot. Super easy. So the rock was the tomb where he went um, after he died and where he rose again. The two sticks, we, uh, you know, I kind of gave it to her, but we made that into a cross and that's what he died on. Something black was the sin that we have that he took on as his own. When I'm saying he, it's Christ, obviously. 
something red was the blood that Christ shed for our sins. Something, so did I just say something red or something white? Oh man, I'm losing my mind. Anyway, something white, a clean heart. Uh, that's what he gave us, you know, by dying on the cross. He made us whole and clean and pure. And something green was we need to keep growing in Christ. And that was really important. You know, I just emphasize with Ken's that he just doesn't want us to stay the same. He wants us to grow in him especially. So we had quite a good discussion with all of these items and she kind of made it her own and talked through each item and how it related to the the cross, but you know, to the whole event of Jesus dying on the cross. And it was really awesome. It just gave, you just, she just made it her own with these pictures that she had taken. Then what I wanted to do, I didn't want to leave it just there. I wanted to read her the story of Jesus's death. And the the book I chose was the Jesus Storybook Bible. I love this Bible. I love the way it's written and I love the way it's illustrated. And there were quite a few pages that we read, in all honesty, but she coped really well. I was planning on maybe drip feeding it to her and just reading like a book hear a book there kind of thing but no she wanted the whole thing read and it went really really well so the reason I love the Jesus storybook bible is because in this version it actually really unpacked the agony that Jesus felt on the cross not the physical agony but was the agony because God actually left him he left him because he had taken on all that sin and God couldn't be in the same place you know as him and that really impacted on my daughter. I was really pleasantly surprised to see that that had such an impact on her. And also in the Jesus Storybook, Storybook Bible, what a bit of a mouthful. But in that Bible, it really unpacks the whole motivation behind this act. It was sacrificial and it was all motivated by love. It wasn't that Jesus did this because he had to. It wasn't that he was told to, it was because he loves us. And I just think that is so, so special. So we started in in the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus and his disciples. And then we read to him being raised from the dead. You know, that was really important. So that's the, the time frame in which we read. And then, as I mentioned, Ken's got quite emotional over God leaving Jesus when he took our sins on as his own. And she had a few questions there, which was really cool. She didn't understand why, you know, God had to leave him and that kind of thing. So we got to unpack that a wee bit more, which was really special. She then asked if she could keep reading herself, which of course I said, yeah, go for it. So I'm going to disclaimer here, we didn't have like this holy exit to the activity. I went in to make dinner <laughs> or went, moved on to make dinner. And Kenzie, you know, we asked, I asked the question, hey, Mary didn't believe that that was Jesus. And then she met him and, and Kenzie was quick to point out, hey, he's got like the holes in his wrist from the nails on the cross. And so she believed him. And then I said, hey, and then he's going to see his other mates are they going to believe him? And she said, yeah, of course they are. So I got her to read on 
by herself, which she she was super keen to do. And that's the beauty of the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's something that we can read easily to our kids, but she's seven and she can actually manage reading it herself. So that was really cool how she kind of took it on as her own and continued to go with it. So I think it's really important to note that if I was to do this again, I think the activity went really well. It must have because my daughter said that was really fun and she enjoyed it. So, okay, that's that's a plus there. But if I had to do this again, I, I want to give you three tips on what I would do just so you can learn from my mistakes. Well, mistakes, whatever. This is what I would do. I would encourage my daughter to ask more questions throughout the whole activity, throughout all of the reading in the Bible. I think that's really important. A lot of the times I personally view questions as a distraction, but in this case, it really would have helped to make this more her own. So encouraging those questions. And all you got to do is say, do you have any questions around that? You know, really easy. The next thing I would do again differently is I would read part of the story from her proper Bible where we could make the story more her own with highlighting and drawing pictures or whatever. So if that doesn't make any sense to you, you can listen to episode 70 on how to read the Bible with your kids where I really unpack that. And who knows, we can totally do that at a later date. That doesn't have to be in the same time. But I think even though the Jesus Storybook Bible is really cool, it would be cool to unpack it a little bit more in the proper Bible, if that makes sense, and let her do her highlighting thing and making her Bible her own. And the last thing I totally should have done and slap on the wrist because I didn't, before the activity, I should have prayed. Uh, Whether I pray with her, whether I pray by myself, whatever, totally covering the activity in prayer. Because at the end of the day, I can do this activity in my own strength and it can go well. But if I'm involving and inviting the Holy Spirit to be present and part of it, mate, he's like the ultimate teacher and he's just going to take that activity and it's going to go like so much, so much better. So I really should have done that. That's a work in progress for me, praying and just handing it over to the Lord and going, this is what I got. You do your thing. Make it your own. Make it way better than what I ever could. And then I would actually have a prayer, just a brief prayer after this activity as well, just to kind of wrap it up nicely, like a little prezi with a bow, you know, that's how I feel prayer is sometimes. So I hope this has inspired you to give it a go. Easter's upon us, like it's this weekend, that's why I really wanted to rush and get this episode to you, Mama, because it's a holiday that's full of chocolate and I ain't complaining about that. Let's be real. And it's got some bunnies and eggs, but that's not the meaning of Easter. Easter and the amazing gift that Jesus gave us is sometimes overlooked, and it doesn't have to be. This is such an awesome time where you get to share Jesus with your kids. And I hope this activity has inspired you in some way. It was so easy. It was so effective, and you could totally do this. I mean, Even if you didn't want to read the Bible story to your children, you could actually just watch a brief clip on YouTube or something about the Jesus story as well. 
any, you know, we can make this as easy as possible. There really isn't any excuse for us not to get intentional here. So I pray that this has inspired you and blessed you in some way. And I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, Mama. And I pray that you have actually, now I say pray, I better pray. (laughs) But yeah, I'm praying that you have the best time at Easter. So Lord, I just want to thank you for the listener out there, uh, whoever she may be. I feel so privileged and blessed that she's listening to this. I pray that over Easter, this activity or any other activity that is found can be done to teach her children about you and about this amazing gift and that it's not just an activity that's full of facts, that you take it way beyond that and you take it into encounters with our children where they actually understand the massive love that you have for us, that it's not just words on a piece of paper, it's way more than that that you will encounter them and draw them close to you and that we can be vessels in that process because that's what you've called us to do. I pray that you'll inspire the mama listening and you'll encourage her to do something with her children over the Easter period and that it's not too stressful a period as well and that we can take some time to rest, to really mull over and be still with you And just really dwell on the fact that you did this, you paid the ultimate price for us, and we are ever, ever thankful. In your precious name, amen. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.